This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, so let's get to it, though. Off the top here this afternoon, they're off and running ahead of the October 16th municipal election. It is nomination day down at City Hall. Joining us uh, for the latest, Rick Bell, columnist with the Calgary Sun Post Media. Rick, thanks for your time here this afternoon. No problem. Uh, I guess there was a, a late non-entry into the race. We look at the mayor's race. Uh, Sean Baldwin, who was going to run for mayor's, decided to to back who I think is probably uh, Mayor Nenshi's biggest challenger. Yes. I mean, I don't know how significant that is ultimately because I'm not sure how many votes Sean Baldwin would have got. But I guess if your concern is splitting the anti-Nenshi vote, then anybody dropping out of the race is, is a... Is, is something worthy of note. Yeah. But um, it still is a very, very, to me, it's a mayoral race in search of an opposition. I think there are a lot of people here in the city. I think the level of discontent has risen, uh, especially in the, in the last year, perhaps. And, um, but I don't find a real dynamic opposition to the mayor yet. Now the campaign has just started, but I haven't I haven't seen that yet. That's what I'm looking for to really, you know, get this thing off and running in the real sense for people. Well, and I think that's what people are looking for, because too often it seems like these these civic elections are, are just a, a done deal. Right. That it, it's so tough to beat an incumbent and the anti incumbent vote gets split, you know, 20 ways from Sunday. Um, it, it, could it be different this time? It could be different. A, a lot of people ask me who's running against Nancy now at a certain point. A guy like Bill Smith is going is is going to have to, I think, be more aggressive uh, in his campaign and pointing out how he is different, because to unseat an incumbent, including Nancy, is not the easiest thing in the world, and I think he really has to has to do that in this campaign, because there is a feeling, at least among some people, that shock of shockers, Nancy could lose which was something that was, wasn't spoken of not so long ago. It was just almost impossible. This guy walked on water. Right. And all of a sudden now people are paying attention. I asked one guy, why do you think that's the case? And they said, $45 oil. That'll do it, do it every time. But people are paying attention. And, but you have to also have a message. You have to get that attention to equal votes, which means to get people off their couch into the polls, which means... You have to motivate people. And campaigns that I've seen in the past where, in many other cities, where the incumbent mayor was defeated, it was because the challenger, whether you like that challenger or not, really revved things up. And Rob Ford taking away his personal demons for a moment and just looking at his victory, he was not seen as the favorite, and he... That was not an incumbent mayor, but he was definitely not seen as the favorite, and he won. But he had a very simple campaign, very direct, and got out the voters he has to get out. I think I think whoever I think whoever beats Nenshi has to get the suburban vote out, yeah, and has to get people in the suburbs, and they have to have a populist message. They have to get people motivated, revved up, and they can keep their message very simple. Tied for a change. That is Bill Smith's uh, um, slogan. But, you know, the city hall spending too much, taxing too much, is too bloated, is not listening to people, is making decisions and then sort of t- 
telling us what the decisions are as opposed to consulting Calgarians. The fact that Mayor Nietzsche promised a purple revolution and there was a lot of purple and no revolution, that things would change down at City Hall, that it would become more democratic, more closer to the people, more sensitive to what people wanted. All of those things you could mention, and they'd all be true. The fact that bureaucracy runs City Council, not City Council even. But to do that, you've got to speak plainly, clearly, punchy, and tell people that and tell them from hell or high water things are going to change. It seems like there's discontent out there, Rick, as you say. People feel as though Calgary's not what it could be. This is what, you know, down at City Hall today, you know, the media types there, all of them, uh, no matter what their personal political persuasions may be, you know, we all like to, you know, it's like, it's like sports reporters want to want to cover a great football game or a great competitive hockey game. Well, sure. And, and, and the same thing in politics. Uh, I think we're waiting for, do you remember, Rob, when I wrote a column a while back talking about Michelle Rempel, that she might run? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, people, whether you like Michelle Rempel or don't like Michelle Rempel, there was a bit of excitement there. There were people saying, wow, is that possible? Could that happen? Really? And so there, there is a real desire on the part of, I think, a significant number of people to have an alternative to the current mayor. Um, but I just think the campaign has to rev up. Uh, like in boxing, you got to knock down the champ, right? You, 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 can't, just, you can't just trade a few uh, punches and, and fool around. You've got to actually knock them down, if not knock them out. And, and to do that, there's lots of material there's lots of discontent. I said, particularly in the suburbs, I know there's a lot of people feeling that City Hall is very out of touch. They're concerned about these property tax bills, 51% over the last seven years of Nanshi. And they've got tired of it. And the myth is gone now. Rob, you've covered this as much as I have. Remember the Nanshi myth five years ago, let's say? Yeah. It was huge. It was and then after the flood, he was the man who saved Calgary. Right. So, so I mean, there was a time you couldn't... He had an 80-plus percent rating, popularity rating, approval rating. I mean, there was a time you couldn't say a bad word. You were a pariah. Now, lots of people come up to me and say bad words. <laughs> but again, you have to have the contest happening, and that's what I'm looking forward to. And I think that's what a lot of media, the media are looking toward. And that's what I think a lot of Calgarians are looking for. They want to know what makes the contenders to Nenshi tick. What, what are they offering and what are they saying? What do you make of everything that happened last week with, with the uh, arena drama and the Calgary Flames? Even this is hurting Nenshi? I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think with some people, uh, I just don't know where this arena story is going to go because... I honestly don't believe, if I was advising the Flames, I wouldn't put out my offer because the offer's dead. What's the point? I think the narrative that Nenshi wanted by going public was, um, look at how I'm defending you. I'm defending you, city taxpayers. I'm presenting a fair offer. The Flames are the bad guys. And uh, I stood up for you. So I think that that's, that's the story that he wanted to put forward uh, last week when he came forward with the city's offer. So, I mean, for the Flames to have dueling offers and say, well, what was our offer? Well, we know, we know for sure this fact. 
The offer the Flames have um, is obviously not as attractive to some people as the offer that Nenshi has, right? Because it it involves, uh, you know, an, an offer that obviously the city wasn't willing to to, to live with. So Nenshi could, if you made the question, is Nenshi part of the problem in these negotiations? If you pivoted and made that question, I think then you could make some political hay. Because I think you again, could. Yeah, if you made the question, instead of going, well, is it one-third, one-third, or one-third, or is it one-half and one-half, or is it, is, it a, is it a community revitalization levy? And listeners out there, tell me when your eyes are glazing over. <laughs> um, is it this? Is it that? Is it, you know, if you made the issue instead, the fact of the matter is, there is no deal. The Flames have walked away from the table. There's no deal. There's no competing deals. There's nothing. There's no Calgary Next. There's no Plan B, which was the city's plan. There is no, there's nothing. There's no arena at this moment going into Victoria Park or west of downtown, period. And, and then you have to ask yourself the question, once you remind Calgarians, there is no arena and there aren't any competing deals. There are no deals. The talks are finished. Then you would go, I would say, you would pivot to the question of, was the mayor an obstacle to getting a deal? And asking that question. And, yeah. I, think that's a fair, and I think that's a very fair question to ask. I also want to ask you, Rick, and you've been writing a lot about the public art issue as of late, and I think a lot of the frustration on other issues, it kind of got bottled up that this became kind of a microcosm of just how out of touch City Hall was. There was a real scramble to try to fix this issue before the election campaign, uh, maybe realizing that it kind of became a bit of a lightning rod. Um, have they diffused the anger over that, do you think? Well, obviously they made an attempt by coming up with, you know, everybody's on side now. Again, at the, uh, at the beginning of this interview, I talked about how uh, things have to start revving up. Somebody has to stand up and say, and very, very strongly, what actually happened. What actually happened with the public art. Yes, they, now they've all seen the light. Hallelujah. <laughs> and there's an election that caused that, to, that great to turn around. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, we were called the lynch mob. That's right. By the mayor. The people that are attacking the city and attacking the people who made the stupid selection are, are, are somewhat like a lynch mob. I mean, so where's the great revelation? Are we, are we not a lynch mob anymore? Are we not stupid for wanting public say in public art? Are we not, you know, what, what's the, what, where, where do we stand now? Is all for are, are we forgiven for our transgressions of actually attacking that piece of crap on the highway and also uh, uh, attacking how it was selected without anybody's knowledge and maybe even attacking price tag? Are we in the right now? I don't see any real uh, mea culpas going on. But, yeah, they probably diffused it unless somebody, of course, brings it up again, just like the issue of the city wouldn't allow a committee from the outside to consult Calgarians on what the pay and perks of city councilors should be. Remember that issue? Yep. Yeah. But it's up to the challengers to bring these up back. To, you know, it's up to it's up to the incumbents to, to try to hide all of this, but it's up to the challengers to now come forward and bring these to the fore. 
a disappointing thing, by the way, on council candidates is I recognized one handful. That's five. I think it was four or five. That's it. Where were these people? If you want to run for city council, where were these people the last four years or even more years than that? Like, I should know some of these people. They should have advocated for some of these issues. What did they do? Wake up two, three months ago and say, gee, I think I'd like to be on city council because I'm such a city council activist. (laughs) So, So there were very, very few. There were, I'm counting, I think three, perhaps four. And that's it. And there were tens and tens and tens. They were all piling out, but they didn't really, you know, it's the usual thing. Respect for the taxpayer. Make City Hall more accountable. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we've heard it a million and then times. They get, and then because they don't know City Hall, they get, into, they get a council seat, and then administration, who knows all the files and what are in them, what uh, they then city then administration just leads them by the uh, the nose, <laughs> and and that's what we end up getting. But I yeah. think there is a real chance in the mayor's race to have this as a very very competitive race. We still have a bit of quote unquote vote splitting because we have Councillor Andre Chabot and Bill Smith both, both vying for the anti Nenshi vote. But if polls are anything, and if people's talking to me and probably talking to you or anything, I think there is, there was a lot of promises and promise in 2010. We all remember that. Mm -hmm. This was going to be the thing that would just change the city. Hope and change. And to be honest with you at City Hall, very little has changed. And some of it has actually changed for the worse. But I can honestly say the revolution Purple Revolution did not happen. And in fact, many of the people who support Nenshi, I don't see them around anymore. It's going to be so, interesting. Rick Moore at uh, CalgarySun.com. Thanks for making some time for us here today. Appreciate it. Any, anytime, Rob. Thanks again. Rick Bell, columnist with the Calgary Sun Post Media, CalgarySun.com. So as he says, I mean, there's, there's the potential that this could be a close race, a competitive race, maybe even an exciting race. Are people engaged? People are frustrated. There's discontent. Uh, but if people become so cynical with the process that they're just, they're not tuned in. 403-974-8255 is our number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.